It's like cell phones definitely listen to you because I was talking to someone yes. and I was like, what yeah. should I get my 14 year old cousin for her birthday? Didn't Google anything, nothing. Next on my like Google news thing, like for the morning, it was like best gifts for 14 year olds. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. you're, you're spying on me. It's so creepy. Big, big brother just really wants you to get your cousin a good present. No, jokes on them. I got her nothing. Welcome to Maybe Geek Again, a podcast where we cover sci-fi TV shows through the lens of philosophy and dick jokes. My name is Joe, and I'm joined by my international co-hosts. Um, I guess you guys aren't Shaheen and Bubs, but we have some very special guests all the way fr- from all over various oceans and land masses. Selena from Hypable and Tony from, I didn't actually check to see if you had a published name, so you were listed as those fucking hilarious photo recaps. Um, <laughs> no, that's, that's my name, yeah. Okay, good, good. Should I have hyphenated that? I don't know. I don't know what it's listed on in your in your passport. But anyway, thank you guys so much for joining us for our hundred seven seasons retrospective something something. I should come up with a better name. We had a month and a half. Thank you for having us. It seems it seems about right. You know, months have passed, and here we are (laughs) in a show that never acknowledged that a planet had more than like one hundred feet square area of land. (laughs) (laughs) We are across the globe. (laughs) That was my favorite part about season seven. I'm really glad that 30 miles one way no okay that's we'll just we'll just live on this on this landmass and um yeah oh my god I can't mean it's a show about survivors they're not really great explorers (laughs) that would be crazy I have lived in this cardboard box for the past seven years I'm great at it I don't see why I mean if it ain't broke right um you can find us on SoundCloud and other places. Someday iTunes will stop fighting with me. We also love fan feedback. So come uh, yell at us on Twitter at Maybe Geek Again or at Maybe Geek Again at gmail.com. And of course, we always post the episodes to Reddit in case you enjoy long-form discussion. Um, it is fantastic to have all of you here. Um, we usually start by giving like a little sentence about ourselves and then do a quick icebreaker game. Um, I took one of Bubs's uh, lovely interview questions and because it was a nice short one, I thought that would be a good icebreaker game. Um, if you had to save Picasso, parentheses, the dog from Sanctum or Maddie, who would you save? And uh, let's let our mm. furthest time zone go first. Uh, Tony, um, oh. who are you? What's your deal? And uh, would you kill a dog or a child? Oh, how dare you? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I'm Tony. I write wacky things. Um, I'm in Korea. And oh, here's, okay, I, this is going to be controversial. But Picasso is the very last dog. And there are just so many humans. So <laughs> I, can't believe, I can't believe I'm beginning by saying I'm going to kill a child. But yeah, I'd have to save Picasso. He's the last one. <laughs> That is a really good point. <laughs> I mean, I liked oh, your rationalization. Like, it doesn't seem like you're a bad person in this. Like, where I was just like, well, I don't really like children. But no, yours is really good. <laughs> I'm sorry, Maddie. I'm sorry. 
Forgive me. Um, lovely answer. Thank you for being here. Um, at seven twenty a.m. your time. Yeah. Oh God. There's lots of coffee flowing. <laughs> um, and it's sort of the opposite end of things. Uh, we have Selena from Hypable, who is here at eleven something p.m. your time. Is yeah. Also, lots of coffee flowing on the <laughs> <laughs> ironically. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I'm Selena. I am of the land of hypable. Um, but I'm not really anymore, though, because with the hundred coming to an end, so did my oh, yeah. time with hypable. So uh, I am floating free in the sea. Um, and ah, I mean, that's just me. That's that's basically who I am. And I my when I saw this question, my first sort of answer, which I know is like such a cop out, but is that surely Maddie could save herself. <laughs> oh, really? oh. <laughs> it is. girl power maddie and they you know haha but you know what i think i i mean i think that that sort of if you had if you had to make the choice in the moment i would hope that i would save maddie if she could not save herself um but you know it, it's it's it was funny hearing tony's answer and just make me wonder like we never got an answer to how Picasso could be the last dog. <laughs> like, we never, like, I had a whole thing about her being frozen. Like, she was Cadigan's dog, and she was frozen in cryosleep, and she was woken up, like, once every couple of, like, for a few months each century. So, I mean, it was clearly a robot dog, so it probably would live forever. <laughs> that is a great point. I mean, Japan clones dogs. I'm yeah, just going to put that out there. Dog, yeah. $25,000 will clone you a dog. I can't Wait, believe for real? get away yeah. without answering that. <laughs> mm. I had a whole mind canon that like in the past episodes, they showed us they had embryos when mm -hmm. they first went to Sanctum. So I'm like, maybe they had just a bunch of dog embryos yeah, and dog, Russell just yeah. kept making new dogs. Yeah. yeah. Obviously they had like, I don't think we ever discussed this. Obviously they had like a fake baby oven because between yeah. russell and gabriel they didn't incubate something there were no uterus <laughs> that we know of i mean maybe, maybe I Picasso was a failed experiment see the this way. is the season seven we should have mm. had yeah <laughs> these are, these I mean, are the hardest thing questions that i want answered <laughs> this is actually great uh when we get into our season seven you know wishful thinkings um you know explain the dogs and and maybe maybe they could have implanted uh Josie into a dog and I feel like maybe without thumbs she wouldn't have caused quite so much trouble I um, haven't even tried that oh my god, cool. Sorry. Oh my god. um all right we're getting fantastically off track um let's see Shaheen how about how about you go next um all right hi my name is Shaheen I live in Pittsburgh I study history and philosophy of science I, um, so here's the thing. Um, sorry, Bubs. I'm not a huge doc fan. Um, Bonds is a cat, let's I be think, honest. Yeah, I think they're kind of gross. So no. I, I mean, I get a pass because I'm from Iran. And like the fact that I, I even touch a dog is, you know, already shows how much progress I've made. Um, <laughs> So, um, but on the other hand, Maddie is useless. Um, <laughs> so kill them both. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> yeah, what is Maddie good for? What has she done? Ever well, since? she destroyed She's Clark's cute. character. She was there for that. <laughs> Not yeah. that she did it, but you know, as a device. Um, um, dimples. Yeah, so she she has great dimples. <laughs> Wait, I getting back to this. So Iran is full of cat people. Uh, Iran, or is it no, just I mean, anti-dog? Right. Well, yeah. I mean, having a pet is generally unusual, um, whether dog or cat. But if it is, if you do, it's usually a cat. And I mean, there are tons and tons of stray cats just roaming around in the streets of Tehran. Um, so cats are always around. But dogs, like in Islam, dogs are one of the things, one of the like handful of things that you're not supposed to ever touch. Like if you touch it, there's a whole ritual for how you wash yourself. Really? Um, wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's interesting. Yeah. I just I just don't like the dog stink on my hands. Like I pet a cat, my my hand doesn't smell gross, but I pet a dog and I'm like, yeah. ooh. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you pet I a cat and you, your know. hand is full of hair. Well, yeah, but they're soft, you know. They what are you gonna soft. do? Like the amount of cat hair I've eaten in my life, like <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can never know for sure, but I, I honestly don't think it's even the Iranian thing. I think it's just they slobber on you and they and they <laughs> they fucking smell and they like they can't eat things without like making a whole mess on the <laughs> entire floor. I don't know. But they it's made hands on the breed. <laughs> they're clumsy and they're not graceful and they're, they're uh, whatever. My uh, I don't want to get into a whole dog versus cat thing. Let's just go with the Muslim thing. It's because of it. <laughs> uh, that way Muslim. you guys can't give me any shit for that. Is because that's. <laughs> but but you're not Muslim, right? I, I used to be. He's culturally Muslim, like I'm culturally Catholic, and I'm culturally Jewish. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay, Bubs. What about you? I'm assuming that you'd save the dog. Yeah, obviously. I mean, okay. because it's an adorable dog, yeah. and like. In any movie that you ever see, it's like any animal is like in peril and you're like, <gasps> and there's like people and you're like, oh, I mean, there's more people. <laughs> um, but I think also the petty side of me is like, I saw season five and season seven <laughs> and Maddie didn't make it better. <laughs> oh, no. But I'm saying that with like, no, I do like her. I, it's like, it's again, like, like someone said, it, it's not Maddie's fault. And Lola is amazing. And she yeah. is the best cast member on social media. So I hope she does not take any of the offense that, like, the frustrations that fandom have that are not her or her character's fault. Oh, no. yeah. So, but I still go with the dog. <laughs> Wait, do we all kill the, kill Maddie? I think so. Uh, no, around it. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but in the end, I mean, wouldn't Clark make the same choice? Like, let's look at her actions in the past few episodes. I think we're all in agreement here. <laughs> yeah, I think everyone on yeah. that show would make this. Same ready choice. to kill Maddie at the end. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm gonna join with you guys. Uh, for people who don't know, I'm Joe. I we've been on this podcast for a minute. Um, yeah. I you know I say this as a cat person. Um but also as a person who does not do well with children and the youth. Um, so yeah, I think, I think I would, yeah. And, and, you know, to Tony's point, Picasso is arguably the last dog uh, though. Who knows really considering allegedly. that. Yeah. Allegedly considering <laughs> yeah. that we went back to earth, which is apparently on the same time speed as sanctum, but we're 
suddenly have full forests and everything's green. So there very well could be another dog there. Um, well, I don't think we'll ever get that answer. Um, all right. I guess we'll get into Bubs wrote these great sort of fun little questions for us to sort of talk and discuss the show. Um, I really I like jump- this. I'm so glad that we can do it this way and not have another like big, heavy redux of, of this mess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I figured if we if we kind of just did like if people have heard our salt for basically all of season seven, much of season five, six and five. And yeah, but like I feel like all of us like put so much time and, and effort into like this show that we wanted to succeed and we wanted it to be so good. And like, you know, we all kind of have this collective like, well, that ended. Um, <laughs> Tire banks are over. rooting for you, Gif. It's so over. Like, are you guys feeling the same way? Like, I when one of the questions, not to spoil your questions, but there was like one about the characters, and I legitimately had to Google what characters were in the show because it just flew out of my brain. Oh, like yeah. the minute the season finale, and I finished my review, I was like, it, it Game of Thrones all the way out. I'm so like kind of upset that, but also relieved that it's just so far gone from my from my mind already. Yeah. yeah, people are commenting still on the recaps on my blog, and every time I get the ping on my phone, I'm just like, "Oh right, like, <laughs> sure. I did that for seven years. I forgot." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so I guess the question then is, like, you know, since we all got sucked in at sort of various points, like, when when did you get sucked in, and when did you know, and you were like, "Hey." I'm going to devote a, a weird amount of brain power and m- manual hours and all that to like this random ass fucking show on the CW um, <laughs> that, you know, that, that you have to caveat to your friends and be like, okay, so listen, so I watched the show and it's really good, but it's on the CW, but it's really good. And <laughs> you know, like when, when did that, when did that happen for you guys? One of you can choose to answer. I don't, I don't know. I don't I'll, know. So I'll go. Oh, so, there you go. <laughs> Um, well, for me, I it was so random because I was actually, it was kind of an audition for TV.com where I wanted to be a writer for them. And they were like, well, show us what you got. Just pick any show that's about to start and start reviewing it. And it just happened to be the 100. Mm-hmm. And then when that website kind of, it was bought out. And so that obviously didn't happen. So I think the moment that happened, I was like, I'm still going to do this because the fans are awesome and this interaction is awesome and I don't want to stop this mm-hmm. experience. And so it wasn't really about what the show did or how the show got me. It was more the experience of like the interaction with the awesome fan base and the, well, the like sometimes bonkers fan base. <laughs> but also in so many like, different ways. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the super passionate fan base. <laughs> have you gotten any like really like crazy feedback from yours? Because I know that like Selena, like you, you know, certainly have some controversial takes and, you know, you deep dive and stuff like that. But Tony, you've like kept it, you know, you, you, for the most part, like, except for, you know, the last few episodes just maybe broke you a little, but like, you've kept it like <laughs> silly and irreverent. Like, mm-hmm. has there ever been anyone that came into your comments and was like, well, actually, and just like, was, um, I mean, you always get those well, actuallys, uh, in, if you're a woman in anything you do, <laughs> <laughs> but for the most part, yeah, I was able to kind of ignore that, you, you know, for the most part, people were pretty positive. I think just because you, like you said, I kept it kind of light and positive. 
I think people took their cues from that. So yeah, it was definitely a pretty positive experience for me until, you know, <laughs> although I will say I got a lot of, um, uh, I don't want to say hate because that's really strong. I got a lot of flack, let's say, about Jaha. I, really? <laughs> so, was it me? <laughs> I was just thinking if it was me. <laughs> No. You Wait, because you like Jaha or because you hate yeah. Jaha? Oh, I hated Jaha with the fiery passion of a thousand sons. Yeah. Oh, I hated it. Ways we really disagree with each other was on yeah. Jaha. I remember reading that. And I was like, oh, okay, I can accept. I can, I still I can still like her recaps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember you actually commented when I Jaha died and my next picture was fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I'm, not, I'm not sure about the fireworks, but <laughs> oh, good times. See, we can disagree and still get on. Yeah, exactly. Um, it keeps it interesting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Girls, you'd have nothing to talk about it if, if it was just like, yeah, and yeah, yeah. right? And yeah. <laughs> It'd be really well, boring. That's actually how it became when, you know, in the later seasons when I'm reading Selena, I'm just like, yes. Yes, absolutely. Like, I just kept tweeting that my neck was sore from nodding through the whole, through the whole article. Yeah. Um, all right. I guess, uh, Selena, if you would like to let us know how you got into all of this and sort of, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it obviously led you places. Like, you got to, like, moderate panels uh, at, like, at least one, if not two, like, European conventions, right? Like, it's like... Interviews with the showrunner? right like you yeah like you were a fan I yeah you know it's 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 so it's interesting I mean I had been with Hyperbole for a couple of years at that point and I was covering about I had like I think fandom fatigue at that point and I sometimes I try not to think too much about what would have happened if I had not discovered the hundred and had maybe changed paths a little bit earlier (laughs) in my life um because I was kind of tired of it. I had done um, Lost and uh, mm. I had done Merlin uh, famously. And um, I was covering a, a bunch of different shows, including Once Upon a Time and Supernatural. And, you know, I was just mm. my hand in all these different things. But but I just wasn't, I, I don't know. I, I've had it for a long time. I've, I've really struggled to get into new shows. And I kind of have this thing where I either like them immediately or I sort of keep it on in the background and maybe I get into it around like season three or maybe I just stop because I'm too bored but it's like it's when I found the hundred and I was I was covering the vampire diaries and the originals and and I think Julie Pleck had a new show on the CW that I wanted to check out and I, I had no idea what it was called so I just like found a, a bit torrent or whatever and, and just like downloaded the, the thing that looked like the poster for that show it was like some kind of virus show contagious oh the strain no 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 contagion contagion yeah it was definitely some something that had like the same poster and I started watching the show and I was like oh you know I didn't notice that it wasn't her show I just kept watching (laughs) (laughs) and then like I just it it gripped it had that magic like even the the pilot people talk crap about the pilot and it's not indicative of of the quality of, of sort of seasons one two two to four ish um but 
it just gripped me. It was it was pretty. It was exciting. It was it was fast paced. It was interesting. It had all the elements of, of like everything I loved. It was like half Battlestar Galactica, half half Lost, a little bit of Buffy. You know, it was it was and basically basically that's Buffy. what it stayed being. Yeah, like Ooh. a little bit of Buffy in there. Huh? Oh, I, oh yeah, I, I heard, that. We did you we did you not that. see the vampires? the the two-headed vampire deer it had a two-headed deer i mean that was kind of like my number one like oh my god like this is going to be such a cool show about mutated animals and like big planet (laughs) (laughs) yes like there was so much world building mythology so much exciting potential so it really sort of i that was enough to keep me watching and then, then i think sort of around twilight's last gleaming that statement that i felt like that made it's it's so ironic and sad thinking back on it now right because i I, that sort of desperate sort of bright shining um just wild light of humanity and and the thing that makes us worth so makes all the bad stuff worth it as 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 a a race of of beings Mm -hmm. in that episode and the way that it's sort of the way that Kane handled it, the way that Abby handled it, the way that, you know, they thought they'd save them at the last minute, but they didn't and everyone died, but it was still so beautiful. Like all of that kind of told me that there was <laughs> what I thought was a, a, a <laughs> important message about sort of the, the, the fervent hope embedded in, in, in our species to, to put it um, in nice terms. Um so that was sort of like part two. And then I think that the, the thing that cemented that I was going to start writing about it um, and give it sort of attention and try to make other people aware of of, of this amazing show was sort of the run in season two, um, starting with Spacewalker and then up to and including when they revealed that Lexa was was a lesbian. And then they revealed that they were actually going to follow through on something with Clark. Because it was such a, you know, imagine that an established thought mm-hmm. to be straight lead character. And they're just going to pursue this thing because it's interesting. Um, and it, it hasn't sort of escaped my my notice uh, that they never again did that, you mm-hmm. know, with any other character, um, <laughs> which was just such in so many ways, so so much wasted potential. But all of those early signs that there was something really worth paying attention to and really worth sort of devoting your brain power to and and I kind of in those early seasons I I do think that that was all the potential was there mm-hmm. yeah the absolutely writers that they had at that time and so and that- and then we never speak again what happened for the fur- for the later seasons. Yeah. <laughs> when, the when the writer's room changed and the entire yes. show went off the rail. Time <laughs> as well. We were so upset when that writer's room changed and they were like, no, no, it's fine. It's going to be fine. Like nothing's going to change. We knew. Then, yeah. And like, it was a massive writer change. Like, forgot to watch the show. Yep. I think they were banned from watching the show. But yeah. The only explanation was that, like, you're not even allowed to. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, Shaheen, what about you? Like, you know, I figure we we should all kind of, you know, answer answer these questions. Um, what about you? What when when did the show like? Because I, you know, like we joined back when uh, Cool Hand Luquette, uh, Jen, um, 
started she she wrote those gif reviews which for a while like she and and you tony were kind of like these dueling hilarious recaps mm -hmm. that we would get to watch um and then jen was like hey you want to start a podcast like on on reddit and so shaheen and i you know answered her 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 bat signal um but like you know what what grabbed you about the show shaheen like as we speak yeah, so, many years later yeah <clears throat> um i uh, binge watched seasons one and two so I found the show on Netflix um, after season two had already aired and finished. Um, and I, I, I just sort of randomly clicked on it, which is something I do very rarely. Like I have a huge inertia for watching a new thing, a new show or movie. Um, it, someone has to convince me or like someone has to sit down with me and watch it or something. I, I rarely venture into new shows. Um, but yeah, I don't know. For some reason, I was super high, and I just explains <laughs> a lot. Yeah, <laughs> on this uh, thing that said the hundred. Uh, maybe I, I was intrigued by the fact that the, the name of the show was a number. Um, and then I watched. Mm -hmm. I was definitely hooked by season uh, by episode five. Mm. Um, season one, episode five um because um i mean at that point you know when they did the whole culling um and you know i was like i mean i had already seen um you know what's it called uh what's his name uh, wells dying and the whole murphy hanging murphy so i already knew but at that point i was like man this show is not fucking around um they just killed 300 people um and nothing came out of it that's awesome like they, yeah. <laughs> they like was. there was no point to them dying there was just a mistake it was just because you know a, a second late like they were they got the message from earth raven's message which apparently burned down the whole village they got that message uh just a few minutes too late uh they had already called the people um and so that was that like they didn't it turns out they didn't have to because the whole reason they were calling them was because they thought earth was still un uninhabitable um and so anyway uh mm -hmm. so i really liked that i thought that was amazing uh and i i definitely liked the characters i thought the characters were fascinating and and they i could see that they evolved um and that was really cool and I, I love also the mythology. I love the whole, um, you know, sky people versus grounders versus reapers um, and all the mutated people. And I, I, I agree with you guys, and this might be a universal sentiment, that um, I don't like how the show had a sort of like torched its own mythology yeah. um, several times over, not just once, you know. Um, I mean, they, one time they did that in season five. Um, well, I guess, you know, in season, like in season five, the earth was already burnt down to two locations. Right. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And then, then they, they burned all of that down and then they went to a whole other planet. But even before that, um, we never heard anything about mutated people or animals anymore. Yeah. Um, 
it was just, I mean, Emory when you were on. Mm, um, and I, yeah. I was expecting a whole um, like clan of mutated people to be living somewhere. Uh, For other like, buyers. Uh, Frick yeah. Drainas. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, and I mean, there was definitely indication. I mean, I don't know if you guys remember. Originally, the, the, the interest sequence of the show where they show you all these different locations. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember nerding out huge um, over that because, you know, there were all these locations that we hadn't seen yet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of them was called like the quarantine zone. One of them was called the capital or whatever. And um, I was hoping to see all of those. And there was so much potential. They, like, they didn't have to burn it down and create a whole other planet. They could have just gone to one of these locations and found something yeah. crazy, you know? Mm-hmm. It's really um, amazing like how for how much the show sort of put on airs on traversing the galaxy and going to all these places, how narrow and small it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, for sure. I felt that. Yeah, same. so it has sorry, it had a sort of scorched earth policy Literally. towards its own <laughs> yeah, Literally, towards its yeah. own mythology. Yeah. So you guys remember yeah, I really that was one of the things that sucked me this sucked me in. And sorry, mm-hmm. I just want to say, like, even like the Reapers, I was disappointed with the way that the Reapers just went away. Yeah. Like, I was hoping, you know, there would still be some um you know couple cannibals yeah. just hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, um someone someone was trying to say something. Um yeah. was it you, Tony? Oh, Selena? that was me. I was being rude. um just the in season two when octavia was poisoned i think it was and then the camera kind of shifted to a creeper in the bushes watching them and he was Mm -hmm. mutated um i called him frederick because i was so excited and i was like yeah when are we gonna see frederick again i think i talked about him for three seasons and he was never mentioned again like poor frederick was just there was like yeah. this hey you guys moment like sloth from yeah. um, yes Goonies. thank you for a hey movie you. reference thank you <laughs> and I like, that. never again poor frederick just lost to obscurity yeah there was so much of that and that happened more and more as the seasons went on it became this huge thing of like hey look over there look over there look over there Ooh. but it was always like so intensely navel gazing that you never got to see over there yeah, and it you really know, felt yeah. like we're going to set all these things up in case we can, like, figure out somehow to, like, make something next season that'll, like, maybe it'll, like, be complex because we'll tie in all these other things. But it was just, like, throwing everything out there and then, like, selectively then picking, like, some things. But it just made everything feel a lot cheaper, I guess, yeah. instead mm-hmm. of shallow, what constructed, yeah. you know? Yeah. And it makes the world feel less real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, all the, we don't even really get introduced to all the twelve clans and their ways of life and everything. Um, yeah, where was the yeah. sex cult? Honestly, <laughs> honestly, right here, the fact, baby. The fact that the show was so arguably relatively heteronormative, but definitely very monogamous. Um, mm. Like in the future, I'm like, all these, like when all the delinquents came down, I was like, so all these kids have sterility implants. Yeah. And only what? one tiny orgy. Like, and the tiny <laughs> orgy. And like, yeah. you know, 
canonically. You know, as teens do. As he, like you do. Um, but yeah, it was just kind of, we didn't get, there was so much potential for world building. And so, um, Bubs, uh, so, so well, and Shaheen, to that matter. Um, so I figure, like, because we actually have, you know, yeah. guests from far away and stuff, I'll, like, jump back and forth between us answering questions. But for the most part, we're going to keep it, keep it to, yeah. you know. Our, our illustrious guest. Also, nobody gives a shit why you watch Aww. the show, Bubs. No, you watch it for the hot, for the hot no. Can I just I say do. that I agree with Selena, and I love the first episode. And every time someone says like "teeny bop show," I'm like, "What is wrong with that? What teen shows yeah. can't have, can't be poignant and deep and emotional? Like, come on! Like, <laughs> it's I, not like a restricted genre of like idiocy." <laughs> Well, and like you know, exhibit Shira and the Princesses of Power, like oh, nailing it. a fucking storyline, like the mm. overall arc of five seasons of that show. Which really, if the like, if you watch the last season, it is a referendum on the hundred. Like it is not shy <laughs> or quiet about like this being like a very obvious reply all to Jason in the writers' room of like <laughs> this is how you do this storyline, this is how you nail it, and this is how you like grow all of your characters with storylines that make sense to where they need to develop um yeah, yeah. all right sorry Absolutely. i will forever go i can love cartoons right who doesn't um all right so also, sorry can i nope can please. i pop in because i realized your question was like what made you love the hundred and my answer was like why i did the recap of like the working was because of like <laughs> was like fan interaction but I also did genuinely love the show and that first season blew me away I just had to say that <laughs> well dying was the point where I was like what this is amazing <laughs> right even though I they were totally it. setting him up as like one of the like you know a romantic lead for our yeah. female heroine nope just kidding he's dead <laughs> and then I read the book and was like, oh damn like Wells is a huge deal so for yeah. anyone who was fans of the books and came in thinking that and then to have that ripped away was just like, they are not, as you know, Sadden said, they're not fucking around. He's like the co-lead <laughs> in the books and then like Bellamy is like Octavia, but he is fucking Clark. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I anyway. I will say that I'll read the books, but we all know that I haven't read an actual yes. book. I've only been reading fic for the last like five years. So um, <laughs> that's fair. That's, that's fair. fair. Um, it's free and it's good and it's way pornier. So, you know, that's not to love. Um, so, so we, we exist on this sort of like very, I mean, we've, we've grown an audience for sure. And, you know, we get some great interaction on Reddit and like, we've somehow managed to avoid most, uh, people like getting into our mentions and trolling us. Like we've had a few and we have fun back with them, but like you guys, like, you know, you guys got retweeted by the showrunners and the writers and, you know, the cast and all that, which, you know, certainly has you know, made for a massive audience for you guys. Like what, what's been like the best and arguably, I guess, worst part about having such a loud voice in, in this fandom, like, and, you know, teenagers and young, the, the youth, the young people, they, they have opinions and they do not shy away from telling you them. So like, what, you know, how's it been? I think the, the, for me, the, the best and the worst part is kind of the same because I think what, what happened for me was that my sort of quote unquote, I mean, when it started, when I started getting noticed by the writers and the cast and stuff was at the point when I was defending the show or, or hyping up the show as something really special, which I believe truly believe that it was at the time. And, and, um, and 
it came at the point when Lexa died. And, you know, we've talked about this before, how we all kind of sort of had to make a decision, not because mm-hmm. necessarily mm-hmm. we were like, yes, Lexa's dead, because we, I, you know, for me, at least, I was very upset about it. And I was like, this, I lost something here. But at the same time, there was still, I, I thought there was so much value in the show. And I communicated that. And I communicated, you know, why I thought the show had a voice that was worth amplifying. And in doing so, you know, you you obviously gain, or not maybe not obviously, but I, I certainly did gain um, some access and some uh, clout, <laughs> if, if you will. <laughs> but but with that also came like I was always hyper aware, and the fandom never made me allowed me to forget that that a, a big part of that hinged on the fact that I was pro the show. So for like for that swath of time when I was genuinely just excited about everything that was going on, that excitement was always kind of second guessed because the people that were not happy with the show mm-hmm. were like, "Oh, you're just you know like simping for them. <laughs> um, <laughs> like you're, you're just like kind Good of yeah. sucking up to them or blah blah blah." Whereas <laughs> for me, the 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 sucking up, as it were was genuine and the the perks that came with it were kind of like well that that's nice but I'm saying this because I genuinely mean it and I kind of I kept trying to 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 say that I would only keep praising the show as long as I felt like it was worth praising and I think it's very obvious and I think Tony you probably sort of experienced the same thing that when we actually did stop you know, mm-hmm. tooting the show's horn because we didn't think it was worth celebrating anymore. This port fell away very quickly, mm-hmm. um, and I understand that to an extent. Like nobody wants to amplify and 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 retweet and praise uh, the work of people that are very critical of you. Like I can fully empathize with that, but I also think that kind of it it was a weird experience and it was a weird thing being like it al- it always felt like you had to pick a side but in not mm-hmm. just between like different sections of the fan base but you had to pick the fans or the creators um and for a long time i felt like i was on the side of the creators or the writers and the cast and stuff like that and a lot of fans felt like i was against them for that reason and then when i so continue to share my opinion but my opinion shifted I was suddenly realized that now a lot of people sort of really liked what I had to say because it it they felt like I was on their side and to be on the fan side meant that meant that I was now against like the writers I think probably fell into that trap as well of feeling like it was them against the fans and I think the events of season seven are, are proof of that um and it was such a shame that that had to happen that way. And I, and I felt that on, on different sides of it through my, my experience of covering it. And it always, um, like, it was a cloud over, I think, everything. Because I always felt like I couldn't, I, I could be honest about my opinions, but I always knew that every opinion that I said would have some kind of consequence. Mm-hmm. one way or another and that was sort of very very tiring on the other hand though I I, I mean I, as you said Joe like I have had some experience covering fan panels and I've done a lot of interviews before season five I did like a, a tour of interviews with the entire cast and it was amazing and I spent so much time on it and and it was 
I felt like I added something to the show and to the the the, the universe and to the fandom, and 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 that was really nice um, as an isolated experience that it ended up being. So, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I definitely just to speak to that. Like as soon as the producers or writers or actors started tweeting that they were reading my stuff, I definitely. It's like you said. I felt that mm. almost pressure um, and just super conscious that they were reading it and so there would be times when I would say something negative about the show um and then kind of think oh they're gonna read it and that's gonna make them feel bad yeah like I don't want to hurt their feelings like I've been in that situation I've produced shows I've written shows like I know what that it's your baby right and so Mm. I would would just go back and like delete 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 like don't (laughs) say something bad um so that definitely I think you know, you mentioned before how my reviews were mostly positive. I think that did kind of pepper, you know, influence my reviews. The fact that the creators of the show and the actors in it were reading it. I just wanted to make them feel nice. (laughs) (laughs) But also that you wanted to celebrate, because I think that's another thing that I had a lot of criticism, not to go on about this for too long, but was that I was, I was very positive about the show, but it was also from a place of like, I'm doing this because I like the show. So I'm going to find things to celebrate. Mm-hmm. And, I, and and if there's something in before season six, like from up until including season five, it was about finding ways to give the show meaning, whether or not they had maybe intended to layer it in there. I wanted to add something um, and I wanted to find things to celebrate. And I think it wasn't until season six when, when like Jason was literally like, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right. Oh my god. Yeah. Yes. yes. Whatever. Um, but like, but but I think you know it was about finding, adding depth, adding something, giving something, mm-hmm. and 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 being sort of part of the celebratory um, nature of it. And it's true. Like when it came to criticism in season six and seven, it was so difficult to because the the show erases the barrier between the cast and the characters so much. There were mm-hmm. certain characters you could not criticize those characters because they were the cast members and you did not want <laughs> yeah. to upset them. And that was yeah. a, an atmosphere that the show created. So that made it really difficult as well. Yeah. I do remember feeling like usually, obviously, I never felt pressured to be positive. <laughs> but um, we did interview um, Sachin. And after that, like, he was so positive and sweet and like everything. Yeah. But after that, like, I think like for months, I was like much more. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Restrained. You just don't want to hurt their sweet little feelings. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah for sure. Like, and I think uh, also a big and, part of it is that you know the people who come to read, um, and Selena, maybe you feel this way as well. I I just felt like the people who read my stuff are coming to me because of that positivity. I know what they want. They want me to celebrate the show because they love the show and I love the show. So let's just celebrate it together kind of thing. Yeah, That's what I did. Like I I definitely used your reviews as a bomb on hard days. (laughs) (laughs) Until season seven. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, but then it was a bomb in a different way. And that like, ah, yes, I agree. Uh, Camaraderie. Um, yeah. I sometimes wonder. Sorry, you can uh, move on if you want to talk about this. But I sometimes wonder if (laughs) um, is it the fact that um, 
it has there were seven six or seven seasons and it is already old uh, like in other words does it really matter what they did or do you think no show should go on this long sometimes i feel like this no show should go on that long because no matter what you'll get sort of tired of it and it'll stop mm. becoming rewarding there's there's a certain amount of diminishing returns with the mythology of the show with the characters and everything well um i know. never thought this uh, no because no, I, so. I mean selena like you'll you'll i know that you'll back me up on this are you fucking better um <laughs> you know <laughs> if we look if we look at another show which no we have often talked about uh in terms of shows that go on for seven seasons there is plenty to complain about, you know, of, of decisions that were made, let's say, hypothetically, not that anyone has ever watched the show of Buffy's season seven, but oh, what no, Buffy no. did with their seventh season was every single, like, choice and and issue that had happened over the course of seven seasons fed into the mythology of where they ended up taking the story, where they ended up taking the characters. Mm -hmm. And so the way that it ended fucking made sense and they stuck the landing as opposed to, like, trying to find something shiny and new. Like, it, yeah. was that... Mm -hmm. Am I no, speaking out of turn? Sure. No, for sure. Yeah, my, I mean, absolutely. I think that that's a perfect example is that if, if Buffy had ended with season six or even season five, even though that was a, a great finale, it wouldn't have been as meaningful on rewatch as if it had had that final seventh season because it sort of went... What they did was that they retroactively tried to justify and tie up things rather than than sort of yeet the show in a whole other direction just because they didn't know what else to do and I think when you look at sort of like a, a book series or or a series of movies or whatever like if 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 you have not even a, a roadmap but if you have sort of a, a general um consistency in in voice and in objective with who your characters are then it almost doesn't matter what the story is and I think mm. that has been the case for for even and I, I know we I put this as my um is this a, in a way a really bad example but I actually do think it's a good example is uh, Supernatural um not because of recent events but just because that show has been going on for 15 years. You know, I used to, from seasons one to five, I was super into it. I have dipped in and out of the show. I think it got really bad and then it got really interesting and then it got weird and then it got good again. <laughs> and then I was like, what is that? I, I feel like I've seen this before and now it's wrapping up. And I think that people, it, it, we have a, a writer on, on Hypable called Natalie who's really into it and covering it, um, who finds so much meaning in that show. And what she always comes down to is that those characters have remained so incredibly consistent and each season, oh, yeah. regardless of how wild it is, it peels back another layer of who those characters are. So if you watch the show for for the sort of integrity of, of, of character building, then you can keep watching it and you can keep getting something out of it. And I think that's how you make a story go on and it almost doesn't matter if it's three seasons or 10 seasons as long as you as long as you don't betray the hearts and minds of of your characters then and I think you know that's an ironic thing about the hundred and I, I think if they hadn't done that with Clark and Bellamy and arguably Raven and Murphy uh, <laughs> um, and everyone else then they like it, it wouldn't have mattered how wild their story was because we would have felt like we had a complete journey with all of those characters and we could have gone back to the pilot 
And that's that's what you want out of a show, right? You want to be able mm-hmm. to watch the finale, go back to the pilot and be like, wow, I cannot believe how far these people are going to go. Um, but yeah. you can see the threads of it already there. And yeah, so sorry. That and there were no threads, like nothing. No, there nothing. were no threads that were never intended to be threads. Like, yeah, anyway. and like Um, i don't want to idolize the old writing team and you know make turn them into gods but i do feel like if they had kept those original writers that you know blew us away in those first seasons perhaps those journeys could have happened Mm -hmm. and perhaps these seven seasons would have been as satisfying as we initially believed that they would be yeah yeah i mean i have a headcanon that um aaron ginsburg was able to kind of not like like push Jason towards making things emotionally satisfying in a way that maybe some of the other writers weren't able to. So I do think that something yeah. big was lost when he moved on to run his own show. Yeah, I would absolutely believe that that happened. Yeah. Um, um, can I just oh, say real quick, I, I would just argue that those are exceptions that prove the rule. Um, I mean, I, I understand there have been um, shows that have lasted a long time and have been good, but I don't know if you look at it overall that the track record of shows that have lasted more than, you know, seven mm-hmm. or ten seasons, I don't it's know. Rare. If it's, it's, well, it's very rare. rare. That's what I'm saying. Shows, generally yeah. speaking, shouldn't last that long because no matter... <laughs> It's very, very, very difficult to you, keep the- You're Netflix, <laughs> Shane. You're Netflix. You're like, yo, you liked a show for two seasons? Too bad it's canceled. It's done. <laughs> yeah, this is no, like I, playing The Sims and every time you add a person, the difficulty level goes on. I mean, it's like a show. The more seasons you add, the difficulty level in, um, you know, keeping the landing yeah, the keeping them finish, alive. it gets hard. <laughs> it gets hard. Um, yeah. But it no, I, I agree. It's not what you're pursuing. Yeah, no, I I do agree. I think that that I think the problem is that that they, you know, Buffy was was the exception to the rule and so many continues to be because like whatever else you might say about that showrunner, he always always kept his eyes on the characters. And I don't think that the networks allow for that a lot of the time. I don't think that there is a consistency. I my my argument is just that I think that if shows were made with that lens, I think we would have a lot more long-running shows that were successful. But as it is, as they are currently being made, you're absolutely right. Most of them, like, they don't care to make the journey as a whole worth it. And that's a shame. They, they're they more focused on being shocking and, yeah. and new and, and, you know, creative as opposed to taking... cast those- a wide net, right? Yeah. And all exactly. tropes are terrible, apparently, despite... Yeah, using all of them. <laughs> and history of human story writing. <laughs> yeah. Um, Bubs, uh, since since I've been asking all the questions, uh, how about we rotate over to you to choose one from our fancy list, and then and then Shaheen has one that he has been just dying to mm. ask. Um, so so Bubs, uh, your turn. Is it going to be yeah. the smelly one? <laughs> <laughs> smelly one? Did I miss that? <laughs> And we'll get to about it. that a lot. So, we'll get to it. but um, no, I think it's um, we were talking about this earlier in terms of like how the show tends to kind of just blow up its own mythology and start fresh every season. Um, so I was wondering, in terms of like every all the ingredients that were there to begin with, was there a season idea the show didn't do what you wish it had? 
Frederick. No, I think well, <laughs> Frederick. Yes, <laughs> Frederick <laughs> and the, the army of dogs. <laughs> no, I I think my my answer for this is really short. I think I said this before. I think in somewhere around season three, I really felt like they lost the plot in terms of having a show that was about finding a way to get to peace and they began looking for ways to bring their characters to war you know mm -hmm. from one war to the next instead of how do all these di disparate cl clans find some kind of unity so I think that would be my my ideal season whether that was you know season four or season five or whenever was the last season that they actually built on that and and explored the world they had like Shaheen said instead of just like jumping blowing one up and jumping on to the next but but they found peace they just had to submit to an alien race yeah. which would then <laughs> blowing group people and you are right <laughs> you just had to shed their corporeal forms no big deal no mass sterilization <laughs> i would i would expand on you know what selena said um in that I would have loved to just see them chill out for a little bit <laughs> like I think I think the show kind of threw in those time jumps to be like see they had peace and yeah now... we just didn't want to see it exactly <laughs> like they were in the you know garden of eden for five plus years six plus years and they were in space for all that time they were cool but like we didn't actually get to see that we didn't get to see those relationships form so that's definitely something that I would have liked to spend more time on like yeah. they could have even done like most of a season like most of season five could have been like previously on because we like went back and forth and back and forth for a lot of season five of like what is what is this new yeah. faction gonna do what is this new faction yeah. and, like apart from the fact that like i fucking love dioza like all that whole storyline if we like pull that out and had focused on you know the back you know what happened with clark and what happened with the bunker and what happened in space yeah and and like proper reunions between these people like their reunions all happened in crisis and in despair like let them hug i'm here for the hugs yeah and there was like zero resolution after all the conflict like it was like a sentence it was like a shitty, like, generic band-aid. <laughs> yeah, work. like, I'll never forget that you're my family, too, until <laughs> a week later when I shoot you in the heart. <laughs> yeah, but that's because they didn't, that, exactly, that was, that was proof. They did not, they, 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 they did not find those parts of the story interesting. They just wanted the next conflict. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't get like, that. Even, even so that we could get Dioza, like, they could have come in halfway through that season. That's right. the first half of season five could have just been them getting back to the ground digging them out of the bunker dealing with that emotional fallout and yeah. then introduce these new kind of antagonists and give us yeah. yeah and you know yeah. you know what I really like actually for the last season I really wish in retrospect it had involved some kind of like time traveling or, or timeline reset or something like that because mm -hmm. one of my absolute favorite things that television shows sometimes do is that they they do this not alternate reality exactly but they do sort of bring it back to the, the hearts of the characters and they do let them sort of look back on important moments in their lives and they do sort of go down threads of like what would be the butterfly effect of this thing being different 
And mm-hmm. if they were going to go wild for the last season, then I wish they'd done something like that. That would have allowed us to sort of keep focus on on the heart of it all. And it wouldn't have I been honestly the, the Shape Header show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Excuse me. Shit, Hedda, <laughs> my bad. My bad. Sorry. I went into season seven thinking we were going to get that kind of, you know, the lost time travel or the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. or even, you know, Endgame when they went back and you got to, it was like a love letter to the fans, um, yeah. that kind of time travel. Whereas this time travel was just like, oh, these planets are in different yeah. time zones. There's a time. What's that? Yeah. Time is behaving badly. needs to be spanked. Like, I thought we were going to get, you know, kind of the greatest hits of the 100. And meanwhile, it was just, oh, timey-wimey, wibbly-wobbly. Golden Groot. Golden Groot. Did you have a question selected that you would like to ask our lovely guests? Um, sure. So, um, I have a, a slight interest in the City of Light. <laughs> um, you know, he he ships a, jelly. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Whatever happened to your fix, Shaheen? Did you ever work on it? Did you ever finish it? Uh, well, ever since you told me there has to be some uh, sleazy stuff in it, I no, I just said for me to read it. it. <laughs> I just if I'm gonna just read cyber. It. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I. Um, <laughs> So yeah, I mean, I when the city of light happened, right? I um, it was sort of I I always wonder. I mean, most people I felt like my feeling in the fandom was that uh, most people were like, "Oh, good riddance!" Since the city of light was awful, um, but I always wondered what exactly was awful about it. Um, and I'm not saying it was a great thing. I just want to know what exactly was awful about it. Was it the fact that there was coercion? Was it the fact that uh, there was no pain like is pain supposed to be a good thing you know so and now that we have the transcendence thing it raises the question again is what is the difference between the city of light and transcendence supposedly one was bad uh-huh. and the other is good right um so what is that difference between them that that makes one that yeah supposedly makes one bad and the other good and yeah. um i think bob's theory is that in the city of light, only Ali knows you're jerking off, but in transcendence, everyone knows. <laughs> and technically, like they're all jerking off with you. <laughs> you're just, it's just a big circle joke, isn't it? Right? Like, is it masturbation <laughs> if the entire human consciousness is there with you? Like, constantly. Oh, damn, now I want to transcend. That's what it is. It's just one big orgasm. <laughs> I mean, why didn't they open for all with eternity? That? Yeah, yeah. sold. Fixes the finale right there. Um, no, I, I think I, I actually do have an answer to this, uh, Shaheen, and it's, it's something mm. I, and I understand that this, this is probably me being a little bit um, pedantic because I, it all, it, it was also why I had a huge sort of fundamental problem with season six, and it's because. I have a really hard time accepting the fact that you um, uploading your consciousness to a a virtual reality computer place is the same as you actually being there. 
So I, and it's the same with people putting their, their mind drives onto like, like taking that as you living forever or saying Alexa exists on this little thing. So she's alive in it or saying that Russell is, you know, that it's the same person that's not just a copy of the person. So I think sort of a fundamental problem with me with the city of light was that, um, it was just a way to preserve imprints of um, of human mind maps uh, mm-hmm. on a big computer, and everyone who had been uploaded in there, like it, they would not have been saved as such. If you've watched Doctor Who, there was that the the silence in the library episode that is so mm. horrifically scary, and and it's like Donna Noble has been saved, and she's on the thing, and so anyway. Um, <laughs> like I, because it's not magic, because it's science, it's not pulling. Like it's really hard to 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 describe. Um, but, so, but I'm sure you no, I totally understand. So, so I don't I, feel I agree like with it, you. It, it's I I don't feel like it's them. I feel like humanity would still die, and like if it was me, my my I would die. But some imprint of copy of my of my mind would exist in the computer. Right. Yeah, which is why I had such an issue with that whole. Oh, what? Sorry, sorry. Um, I was just asking. You don't think transcendence is that way? I assume. So you think well, when you transcend, it is really you? No, I mean, I think transcendence is bullshit. Like, I, I do not <laughs> like for a whole other yeah. reasons. I don't because we didn't, we weren't told anything about it. Like that's why I, I think I said in my finale review that I would have much preferred. If it had to end this way, I would have preferred it to end with them all going to the City of Light because that would have given us something to talk about. Like, we could have looked at that. We could have had that conversation of, like, is it really them? Is it a good life? Is it a good ending? Is it a depressing ending? Like, we could have had a a bunch of, like, sort of philosophical conversations about that. And with my problem with transcendence is that it's we don't know enough about it. I don't know if it's a computer simulation. I don't know if it's magic. I don't know if it's religious. I don't know anything about it. So I, I can't really I can't really say that it's better because I don't really think it's anything. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I so agree. I like the idea of the city of light as a concept and I like the 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 discussion of it like if you can if if we do sort of think that yes they are really up there even though i i really can't <laughs> but if i if i let myself say that okay it's really them they're really existing in there then you can say then i i do kind of agree with you shaheen like i think in retrospect clark choosing pain and then immediately like 95% of everyone who was in the city of light die in prime fire like for real die and they don't get to transcend because the dead don't don't transcend. So they're just gone forever. I'm sure they would have preferred living in the city of light if you had asked them. Uh-huh. If yeah. they you knew know, that they were gonna die in a fire. Yeah, sure. Like yeah. if they had also been given because that's the thing, they like Allie took away their free choice by putting them in the city of light, but Clark took away their free choice as well by taking mm-hmm. them out of it. Absolutely. Yeah, she she didn't take a vote. It was like Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Here's the situation, guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, no, I mean, it was when Ali said that the whole world was gonna burn. Uh, that that definitely bothered me because I was like, Clark. Um, if Clark had an argument that no, you're wrong, it's not gonna happen. That would yeah. be fine. But all that Clark did was, uh, we'll figure it out. We'll do something. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, what they did really they do with it? People ended up dying anyway. So yeah. like <laughs> Ali said already, there is no way. And so 
either you you have a reason to think otherwise or i don't understand like how is that any better because almost everyone is going to die if you if you kill the city of lights so people are going to die anyway isn't it better to just have like even if it's not them it's a copy or you know some sort of like a postcard of that person you know like monty's mom when he was like is this her and raven um was kind of wishy-washy about it she was like well it's been processed by ali but it's your mom's mind it's her um and so i don't know like whatever it was it was better than nothing i don't know so (laughs) (laughs) i remember having this argument on on reddit with people and some people argued that nothing is better than the city of light I think I think that that's the point that that there what what the interesting thing about it is that it's actually interesting, right? Like we can have these discussions about the city of light, and mm-hmm. we can sort of go back and forth on like is it is it a like is it real if if mm-hmm. if you are not there, but if the people that that you love that love you can still talk to you, kind of like you are like an an AI version of yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, like that's a whole other conversation, and and I li- I like having those conversations, and I think just for that reason, the city of light is so much better because transcendence gave us none of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like as a reviewer, I, I had nothing to say about it. Cause I was like, yeah. well, but I don't know. It's Groot. They could it's just be up there watching side. Netflix or like, we don't know. We don't know if there's it. Netflix there. It's Netflix, but Netflix doesn't cancel your favorite shows. Like if they Ooh. sold it to me that way, if they're like, Hey, up in yeah. Transcendence, Teenage Bounty Hunters was never canceled. I'd be like, let's do this. Or like, like every on, show. Like, their ninth season. Yeah. It's great. Like, or like, hey, Carnival finally got to finish its run. I'd be like, fuck, oh, sign me up. Know. But like, it's really still going on yeah. up there. I'm still mad yeah. about it. Um, but yeah, and I, I never... will say, like, just to speak to Selena's point, they introduced the concept of the soul in a way when murphy kind of died and then came back and he was like i think i went to hell i never want to die now and it's like sure that Mm could have just been a fever dream or whatever but they put it out there they put out that idea of the soul and what happens to the soul if the body dies and does murphy really think that like uploading his consciousness to an ai is going to stop him from going Mm -hmm. to hell if that is where he's destined (laughs) It's just very strange that they introduced all these ideas and then dropped them and then decided on one course of action. Yeah, I didn't really connect anything beyond that. Yeah. Again, this goes back to like, you know, Shaheen, you had asked, you know, is is there a show that had stuck that sort of landing? And it's like, God, even when they started, you know, you know, threading or threading the seeds. Sure, let's let's just leave that mixed metaphor there. Um, (laughs) Of of transcendence of Bill Cadigan and all that like if they had started like sort of introducing the idea of transcendence way back when to like let us know that like you know build that mystery instead of literally halfway through the last season like it would have worked or they could have made it work but as it is like everything that they tried to sort of steer us towards in season seven um they didn't do the work for it like never yeah. mind dropping character arcs, never mind, you know, dropping these storylines or whatever. Like, if you want us to buy an alien race that's gonna basically alley 3.0 us, um do a yeah. little legwork. Like put that yeah. You know, put and that it in. It made it all so it's, meaningless. Yeah. 
Especially like when you think about it. Especially because... Hmm? Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Tony, you can go. Oh, no, I was just going to say, like, um, in terms of their fighting and their, oh, we're going to win, and this is our antagonist this season, <laughs> and we have to fight them, and we're going to murder all these people. <laughs> and then you think about, like, it all led to the antagonist being right and <laughs> they all turned yeah. into balls of light and now like you murdered all those people for nothing like they turned our heroes into the bad guys it was just so meaningless without <laughs> critical examination like that's the thing is that they there's a version of the season where they took themselves a little bit more seriously and took their audience mm-hmm. a little bit more seriously and they actually presented some like they they presented that as a thing it's like oh crap like the antagonist quote-unquote is actually the quote-unquote good guy ta-da yeah. there really are no good guys because now our good guys are the bad guys blah 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 if they had done that as a on purpose or or more explicitly then then, then we could have had something to talk about mm-hmm. yeah but they didn't it was just all no. so muddled just like oh. especially clark says in season three like you don't um you don't erase pain you overcome it and then in season seven, it's just her being driven by her pain. And that's it. That's the last we get from her mm-hmm. before yeah, yeah. she's put on a beach to live yeah, with sterilized life. <laughs> <laughs> so Indra yeah, and all her I, other best friends. Right? Like, who is Indra going to have sex with? Like, if the reason that Maddie didn't come back was because, yeah. like, she wanted to bone that kid, like, in Transcendent Afterlife. Like, yeah. Why did Indra come back? Like Indra who, is gonna which, miss. which young spicy spicy delinquent <laughs> was she trying to get with? For sure, Murphy. Like, did you watch season seven? Come on. <laughs> I yeah, mean, it had yeah. to be Murphy. Yeah. That's fair. That's she's, fair. she's gonna be missing that like <laughs> transcendence orgy real quick. <laughs> <laughs> um what if your mom your your mom and dad, what if your parents are in, in the orgy? Well, Bubs loves incest, so <laughs> oh, but not when you frame it as like other people it's other people's okay <laughs> your own incest no thank you no, please don't say that gross um <laughs> i mean just like even if you're you don't feel like you're doing it with them just you have to feel it as they feel it right like, it's like constantly hearing them having sex like for all the time you know yeah. what's going on behind that door so it's there like, was a you thing you decided hello. that transcendence is actually hell <laughs> you know when you're just trying to cover eternity. your ears and your pillow isn't thick enough not that old people made it in this world but like your grandparents are there too I'm just throwing that out there <laughs> grandparents are in transcendence just voting all day oh my god what else would they have to do right uh, senior citizen center yeah. so, gonorrhea oh my god I'm moving us along um let's see can i just say real quick like um, we talked about how they said oh we couldn't have bellamy because the dead don't transcend and you know you might say well what kind what logical way would there have been for them to have the dead transcend because if their mind is erased then there's no way to upload it but i was Mm -hmm. thinking that there was a there was a really nice way around that that would actually tie things back really nicely they could say Remember when Ali uploaded everyone to the ring? Um, yeah, everyone's file is already is still on the ring. We just have to retrieve it. That is a great point. Yeah, I wish yeah. the writers had thought of that. Jasper, <laughs> yeah, we, we could have had Jasper. We could have yeah. had Kane. Yeah. 
and Although, so, twice? so that that's the fix it fic question answered oh, done yeah. um yeah. What, <laughs> what were your guys's so so what about your top three favorite moments and least favorite moments in the whole series oh tony do you want to go first oh um can my least favorite just be all of season seven yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously, I hate to be basic here, but like the <laughs> moment Clark shoots Bellamy in the oh freaking heart, God. yeah, it broke me. That's the moment where I was just like, "Well, I don't care anymore." I just oh, emotionally. Fuck, yeah. Did anyone here cry about that? No, 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 no right? I felt nothing. No. Just absolute absence of feeling, like fade <laughs> to black on my heart. That's what happened. <laughs> You just like see the puppet strings pulling and nothing else. It's really, yeah. 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 And it just, it felt like such a slap to the face to all of us, mm-hmm. to, you know, the, you know, you guys, everyone who has poured our work into, you know, kind of celebrating the show and to the fans, to everybody. It just, it was, it was a punch to the gut and I hated it. <laughs> Every mm-hmm. moment of it. I just, Yeah. <laughs> I like that when you're in your photo recap, so you're like, okay, but in an in an alternate universe where that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. Like Bellamy is just chilling with the mutated gorilla somewhere. Like, let's just imagine. Uh, there was also a fan vid. I wish I remembered the name of the person who did it, who like edited it all together where um Lexa was really there and Bellamy was really there and Aww. I think it was Lincoln and like they just found forest footage of them and like edited them in it's like this is really cathartic <laughs> yeah would it really have killed them to just be nice anyway yeah yeah for sure do you have a favorite moment tony oh i have lots of favorite moments okay like uh, let's let's give a couple couple of good good moments if you if you can think of any sandwich. <laughs> exactly. uh, sandwich. yes um the moment raven was like mm, I'm better than this love triangle. Mm-hmm. I cheered. I fist pumped the air. It, it, I think it was season one where she was like, I deserve to be loved in a way that's better than this. And she never found it in the show ever. But in that moment, <laughs> <laughs> in that moment, I, oh, also oh speaking God. of Raven in season six, when she let her hair out of that stupid ponytail, I, I, <laughs> that was a favorite moment. <laughs> I hated that ponytail so much. <laughs> um yeah i just it's hard to pinpoint a oh, wells wells's death that was pretty huge even though i did love that character and that actor that moment of just like oh shit mm. yeah mm-hmm. all of season one let's say all of season one <laughs> okay so all of season one was excellent all of season yeah. seven was terrible perfect great yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i think for the same for me i think for sure like that that's the clark shooting bellamy was just like i realized that they just did not give a shit about us or the show mm-hmm. or the characters or, or clark especially like i keep coming back to the stupid thing but like when she came back to sanctum and his body must still have been there and like oh. any other decent show any other show regardless of how much they were trying to screw over everyone would have had her bury him or something like you know they would have had some kind of reckoning with that and the fact that they just did not give a shit like it was it uh-huh, yeah. encapsulate how little they really i didn't did. even think of that yeah. they didn't even need the actor for that they no. could just show a grave and be mm-hmm. like she yeah. buried him 
and in any other season they would have like in any other like that would have been the logical obvious way to at least not have her be totally destroyed so i think that for me all of that the ending itself the way that they chose to wrap it up even within the finale i think there were ways they could have made it more more interesting you know the whole maybe they didn't transcend now but maybe they could in the future maybe they were given more time all of that Mm -hmm. um I think that I have a very specific least favorite moment that is a blip on I think most people's (laughs) radars and I could have chosen there's a lot of you know the standard ones but I didn't want to be cliche so I'm going to choose in season three in I believe it's the episode called Demons. I'm suddenly unsure but I think it's that episode when Sinclair is killed off oh my boyfriend your boyfriend tony tony lost her boyfriend it was really hard for us um no but i think the the thing that happened in that moment is sort of a a microcosm of 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 the entirety of season seven for me when i realized that that the show just wasn't as um as 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 rich or as groundbreaking or as breaking the mold as i as i wanted it to be because i had just spent the last couple of, of episodes being really impressed that they they seamlessly weaved in this team adults character into this group of teenagers and they they took this like obviously he's a, he's a fantastic actor and he came from bsg and i loved him as it mm. was and he was a little bit my boyfriend don't get jealous no but i just i remember just having this um this this realization that they had so much potential here to just obviously obviously he was the one who was going to die because he was expendable he was the guest star he was the adult he was side like like that sort of and and then they just did it and I was like oh all right then fine whatever like don't be don't be cool (laughs) um and I think you know so so that was I've had a lot of moments since then but I think that was the first time that I was like well we lost that then so yeah so that was just to to pull something different out of the hat um I think my favorite uh, moments are um, realizing that the show was going to go the Klexa route is definitely one, you know, I've just talked mm-hmm. about yeah. that before, but it was yeah. like, it was such a, like, not just making Lexa LGBT, this was the first uh, character they had like that on the show, but then also Clark. And then also insinuating that I was like, oh my god, like anyone could be gay. No one else was gay. <laughs> also, the table scene was hot. The table scene was yeah. great. Was and the great. memes that came out great. of it, yeah. like the memes that happened going into season three, were just like the fandom was just so fun and like. And this yeah. was a time when this did not happen. You know, like we're just talking about like 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 Destiel is that the thing right now is like, oh my god, like after fifteen seasons they confirmed the, the queerness of this character that everyone fan head canon. But at that, mm-hmm. that time it was it was twenty what was it, fourteen, fifteen? Like the, it was just not a thing. It was so cool and mm-hmm. so much potential that I thought they were gonna um go through with. And I think the only time they did it other than that was it also my my one of my absolute favorite moments was when they like just casually conferred maxon yeah and i was just oh my god like, i was just, like, like screaming my head up like it had been frankly i have to be honest season four was pretty boring for me um but then that happened and i was just i fell off my chair i was so 
so excited. But then they didn't do enough with it. Is my no. (laughs) Everything since then. Oh my god. But yeah, and so I and I think my um, just to 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 uh, go down my list real quickly. I think that the in in the 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 season four episode, the chosen, which is one of my absolute favorites. There's this tiny moment between Kane and Jaha, they're having one of their arguments and they're they're sort of trying to decide like who to save and how to save them. And and Kane, I don't remember what he says, but he has a speech that he gives to Jaha. And you can see Jaha change his mind mm. and and come around and see sense and and those moments like, I wish there had been more of those moments and when characters actually talk to each other and it has an effect. Because mm-hmm. I think that the season, like in earlier in earlier seasons, they did this so much more. But in later seasons, it's like the words were almost all just filler. It was just exposition to get the plot from A to B to C. It wasn't a case of characters actually having agency in the story and having the power just by virtue of being who they were and talking to who they were talking to, having the power to sort of change the outcome of whatever was at stake. Um, I really loved that moment. And then I, I think my third moment is is the end of season five uh, with Clark and Bellamy staring, you know, being on the spaceship and, and, and hearing Monty's message and staring out over the world together. I think looking back on it, that would yeah. have been the end point that I would have liked. I mean, I hated it at the time, but I think that you're right now. <laughs> <laughs> no That's more book two. Yeah, yeah. Um. I, I know that book. <laughs> we we are dealing with wild wild time zones and stuff, and I know that you were rapidly pumpkining, uh, Selena. So I, hey, we, we only have a okay, good. Because <laughs> we we do have a few more questions for you guys. So um, Bubs has, I don't know which one of her very special questions she's going to choose for you guys <laughs> next. Um, Bubs, you gave you free reign. I know I made <laughs> a huge mistake. <laughs> Okay, so very important. What do you gonna... think your favorite characters smell like? Oh, <laughs> oh, that's the smell question. I don't think you I do saw like that one. <laughs> top three or the three you want to talk about? I do. Do actually people really smell like anything? Like, do people not just smell like? People? If you were Have writing you thick, smell like something. Yeah, yeah. If you're writing thick. Like Clark, obviously, her hair smells like strawberries shampoo, as I've been told way too many times. <laughs> Unless it's it must be the way. In which case, it smells, she smells like, like a family of squirrels that lived in her hair. <laughs> <laughs> she smells like Lexa dying of a UTI. Like that's what. <laughs> <laughs> oh I don't know what that smells like, but that's it doesn't smell well. I okay, think well, Clark must smell like berries, right? Because she uses it in everything. Mm-hmm. I think Monty I think smells like books and um, algae and beautiful dreams. <laughs> algae. <laughs> oh, I think Bellamy smells like pine and mm. smoke. Yes. I think Riley smells like weed. <laughs> yeah, Riley mm-hmm. looks like he just always smells a little bit yeah. old. Yeah. A little bit like weed and a little bit like Britney Spears perfume. Yeah. Yeah. I've never smelled Britney Spears perfume. What the fuck does that smell like? Have you never been to CVS? <laughs> <laughs> I have never been to the perfume aisle at CVS. Why I are you think missing that, out? I think see, that- for. For a non-American, uh, it's a drugstore, like a, you know, where one might get prescription. Pres- yes. 
Or cheap makeup. Cheap makeup. Um, or snacks know. when you're drunk. Exactly. Or pizza if you're bubs. Well, it's good pizza. <laughs> <laughs> that was magical. Is this transcendence? Drugs for pizza is absolutely transcendent. Transcendence is a 24 hour CBS. Shaheen, do you have anything for our for our guests? Sure. Yeah. So I was wondering if the show were to end on another season, like the same story is just ends at the end of one of the seasons that we had, rather than season seven. What season would you have that be? Well, I know I just, yeah, I, I know I just said season five, but I'm actually going to change my answer. I think it should have ended at season four. I really like the ending of season four. Um, I think that it would have been, I like the idea of ending it in a way that's final, but that still leaves possibilities. So you wrap up the story you're telling, but you still leave it open for audiences to sort of imagine, um, you know whatever they want to happen next and I think that that would have been it was a great there was a great finale I think both The Chosen and Prime Fire were fantastic episodes and and they sort of recentered the show on on the main characters and their relationships and I really liked the coda of Clark having been alone and then seeing them come back and then having that be like oh my god there's a new chapter what's going to happen in the end Mm -hmm. yeah I would agree with that because it also ended on Clark being a hero. Yes. Like, yes. She, yeah. she was our she was our girl and she came through huge and she mm. self-sacrificed and she, you know, this was yeah. her highest moment, I think. And then in the subsequent seasons, she just kind of deteriorated. Well, and, and, well, yeah. yeah. Because, I think that 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 kind of to go back to what you were saying, Shaheen, like, like in a way, I think that was the closest she came to atone for not just the things she did in season four, but also just ripping people out of the city of light and then realizing that her gamble was wrong because she mm-hmm. didn't. Like, there was maybe an alternate version of season four where they did actually save everyone. Mm-hmm. But because the show went so much bleaker and killed off, like, like almost everyone, then you could say, all right, well, then she was one of the people who had to die for that, but then she didn't. Um, but she still got yeah. sort of quote unquote punished with isolation, right? Um, I think that would have been fitting, no way. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. Um, <laughs> Even though, so, I, so maybe I'm in the minority here, but I did love Monty's goodbye. I hated his stupid makeup, but I loved. I, <laughs> I loved it too. I, I sobbed so hard, like I was ugly crying, like heaving. Oh, beautiful Monty with his hero heart. Yeah, he, he really is. I know. I loved everything about that that sequence of events. Mm-hmm. I loved Bellamy and Clark looking out on stuff. I loved all of that. I think my problem with the finale was that there was so much conflict and tearing down of relationships in season five, and they mm-hmm. spent no time oh, yeah. building that back before we got to the finale. Yeah. So it was just like, yeah, I, I want to feel all these positive things, but like, where was the work to that? Like, mm-hmm. there was yeah. one line of, you know, Maddie being like, you know, she called you, and Bellamy's like, <laughs> oh, well then, oh, it's forgiven. <laughs> And then nothing came of those 2,199 voicemails. Um, I, that is the biggest travesty of the show. <laughs> like, 
and the fact that they went to a different planet and had this like anomaly that sucked in radio signals and I realize now that it was only like signals that were happening at the time near the place but they could have really played with that but also what was the point of that nothing there was nothing no point. came out of it <laughs> there was no point to so much of it yeah and how did the anomaly like make Octavia's arm old when yeah. it was just like a thing to like somewhere else and why did you sorry that was a temporal off? flare that was yeah but was they're on the they're on the planet they're not like spatially to have those time differences you spatially have to be closer slash farther from the black are we trying to explain the no, i mean it's total nonsense <laughs> well actually but that's, oh i thought that's you were saying, saying how did it said, like, like heal her arm mm. That wasn't explained. She just went through the anomaly and then poop. Right. Like, like was her acne healed too? Like, did it heal everything? Like, <laughs> skin was clear. Anomaly. Her yeah, plant also gave her Brazilian wax. Oh my! <laughs> for love it. <laughs> she got a, she got a Thai massage. Her knots were gone. Like, <laughs> her hair was shiny. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of Deus Ex Machinas in season six to seven. Yeah. So and like, why? And Mary Why did Sue's. Yoza see mm-hmm. hope, like a, a child hope? Remember what she went oh, into? Why did yeah. Oh my why? god, I do not want to ask the whys. It just gives me a headache. Yeah, <laughs> you're right, you're right, you're right. We should all point <laughs> You mean like the why of why there was a grown-up child character for four seasons <laughs> at the, in the finale? Yes, Three. that was so stupid. And it's all just because they didn't want babies in the set. And they just yeah. got ran out of ideas. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, why did they have, but like, why did they keep introducing? I mean, I know that we're not supposed to ask why, but like, <laughs> why did they keep introducing like children characters? And then, like, they're like, it was like they were kept throwing out the pancakes and being like, well, <sighs> well, fuck, we don't know what to do with Maddie. Let's have Jordan. Fuck, we don't yeah. know what to do with him. Let's have Hope. Fuck, we don't know how to, what to do with any you of them. All right, I let's think- put two of them together and mm, Shade Hedda and Maddie, <laughs> done. <laughs> know, but I think that's an- did Jordan so dirty yes oh. like he had one moment where he was like Korean which I mean obviously <laughs> I thought was very exciting <laughs> but like that was it he he figured out it was a test and then it was like oh that's why Jordan's around for that no, one yeah. I, guess. <laughs> like, I think it's because they, they at, at some point the show they stopped trying to be for whatever reason the writers who were on staff i really do believe they stopped believing in the magic that the story held and they just started shoving every single Mm. trope from other generic teen sci-fi dramas into the narrative and i think one of them is when you don't know what to do someone has to have a baby but because they didn't want babies they had to make the babies grow up and they just kept doing that and it was just so yeah. absurd. But if you'd had like any other teen show, all of those kids would have just been, then Peyton had a baby and then Brooke had a baby. You know, like it's, it's mm-hmm. it, it would have just been a lot of babies. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think also just that um, the fact that they blew up the show every season almost, it's, I think that's one of the reasons why they came into this problem of repetitive, repetitiveness, repetitiveness. Yeah. Um, because they would have to start from scratch, but it's the same show. And so they would follow the same rivers of thought. And we'd mm-hmm. always kind of end up with the same story. When, like, I mean, imagine we were talking about earlier, like, well, what happened with the um, 
the Reapers or like if Mount Weather mm-hmm. hadn't been blown up, like imagine like those aspects, like kind of evolving into something else and being yeah. part of the story. Um, and it would have made a difference because it would have kind of like moved on from where we were, but instead of moving on from where we were, we kept blowing everything up and starting from the same spot. Mm. Well, this show yeah. was so good. And that this is like a genuine, like it, this is not a criticism yeah. actually. The mm-hmm. show was so good at introducing things and characters. It was so good at it. And I think at some point they realized that that was a, one of the things they were best at, if not the only thing they were good at. Um, I'm, being, I'm being very mean. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, but it was definitely like their, their, their sort of amazing ability to find these, these, these unpolished Canadian gems of actors that nobody had ever heard before. And, 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 and them being so amazing and crafting these characters, like, like, like everyone they brought in in later seasons, I can't really think of anyone besides Shilheda, who was a, 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 a bad introduction, right? Like, mm-hmm. I think they were all good. They just did not have, they didn't know what to do, and they didn't have any ambition to actually use them for anything. They just wanted mm-hmm. to introduce them. And then mm-hmm. once they had them, they were like, oh, well, now that's not interesting anymore. Now we have to introduce something new again. Mm-hmm. they couldn't just sit with their characters they couldn't no. just let them be in their pain or their joy or any yeah. anything which is why they had the to kill like Kane and Abby there mm-hmm. was so much I mean I think I uh, the actor um Henry Ian Cusack I think he had to leave so that's mm-hmm. but like Abby mm-hmm. what she can't be around if she doesn't have a boyfriend she's a woman she has to go no um that was so stupid but no but but i mean there, there were some exceptions i mean look at amori i think she's always the shining oh, light true. of everything so that is true well before we get into that let me ask yeah, sorry, the next sorry. question no no no, because it's relevant um which characters have the best cross-season arc slash growth and which have the worst I, are we all agreeing, right? Amori was the best. I mean, obviously, yes. Amori. Obviously. <laughs> she was she like literally. Perfect. She's perfect. She was the way that they took her from this small, like, like side romantic interest character, and 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 she grew because of Luisa and because of the mm-hmm. like the way that she the, the way that she genuinely changed because of the time that she spent with the other characters. It was it was beautiful, yeah. like genuinely all the way through. It was, it was beautiful. She's Both mine, of and I them. Think, like both Murphy and Amar, I, I have issues with Murphy's mm-hmm. storyline in in season seven. But like yeah. when we're talking about favorite moments, one of my favorite moments is um, I think it's season five when they have to fix something and there's radiation everywhere and Monty takes off his gloves. Oh to yes, fix yeah, it. yeah. And Murphy, yeah, season four. yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, season four. And Murphy witnesses it and he carries Monty back. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the moment where Murphy starts to change and starts to turn into his own little hero and you know grow his own little hero's heart because he because of that influence because of Monty and because of Bellamy and and their time on the arc and so both yeah Murphy and Amori that that growth that journey was really beautiful not only because of their own growth but because of the fact that they're honoring these other characters as well Mm -hmm. yeah and I think I think it, I agree with you about Murphy. I think up to and including season six, and then no more because the the way they sort of dulled him and heroified him in in season yeah. seven, I really did appreciate. But but I think another one for me is Octavia. I think mm-hmm. she's the one. Mm-hmm. I spent so long not 
understanding her in the middle of the show and just kind of being like I don't like I don't know what to make of this wild chaotic like just constantly shifting like very polarized character I don't know how to interpret her I don't know how to predict what she's going to do next and then I kept you know blood, blood Raina happened and I was like okay that's the point is that you don't know what she's going to do next like she is such a wild card and I think she when it came to the end of the show I think she was the one that kind of the only one who fit the sort of wild chaotic narrative like unhinged kind of the kind of trajectory that <laughs> yeah, was going on because, and without it being weird or, or it seeming cheap or I think like they could literally do anything with Octavia and it would make sense not because like she was a bad character and not even because it was a, a bad show where she was concerned but just because she fit what they wanted the show to be in the end and I think that's kind of also why she's the only one who kind of emerges out of season seven relatively unscathed and actually had a really good healing arc at the end mm -hmm. disregarding mm -hmm. her, her relationship with Bellamy um, is because they also, they, they also liked her all the way through the writers. They, they mm -hmm. saw her and they liked her energy and they wanted her to, to go somewhere. And I think that they succeeded with her. Mm -hmm. That is one you know, we bash season seven a lot, but that's definitely something that I enjoyed about season seven is Octavia's whole journey and her time on Sky Ring and her cute little relationship with Levitt because throughout yeah. Yeah, seasons one through six, Octavia was just a walking, gaping wound. Like mm -hmm. she was just a hurting little girl. And then she became this like kind of whole woman. Mm -hmm. That was really beautiful to watch. Also, Levitt was really cute. Oh, so cute. I mean, he was he was Latino Bellamy, let's be honest. Which, I mean, take that however you want. You're not complaining. Is what I'm, I'm not complaining. Yeah. I mean, I she it, she knows what a good people, man looks like. Yeah, a lot of people do end up finding mirror images of their parents to marry, don't they, in real life. So it's not totally off base. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um... All right, so as we're we're gonna wrap things up, but I do have one last question for you guys, and it's sort of it's it's dumb, um, and it's kind of an annoying question, but like it's since we were birthed on Reddit, it's like one of the things that Reddit loves to ask: rank your seasons. Oh, oh I thought yeah. it was gonna be the penis question. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, mean, <laughs> I have an answer ready for the penis question. So Me too. That is what our is bonus. your answer, Tony. Is I it think Lincoln. Oh, okay. That's another good one. Yeah, I think Lincoln just yeah. because he's so sure of himself. He never has to prove himself. He doesn't have, you know, that like sure, yeah, yeah. Little man syndrome where yeah. like he has to be aggressive all the time. He's just chill. So I feel like he's packing a lot. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm still gonna say Rowan. Anyway, favorite season. Sorry, no, no. Let's, let's like I know <laughs> we should all ask, answer the penis question. The like, question. It's yeah. question. We like, Bubs, do you want to finish your phrasing of the question so that audience listeners at home who aren't reading our dirty <laughs> you need context? <laughs> my, my, my phrasing of the question. Um, yeah, like, do, do you want to actually pose the question to the group? Yes. If you had to guess the sizes of the male characters in descending <laughs> order by penis size, what would that look like? <laughs> Yeah, Lincoln number one for me. Yeah, I I think I didn't think beyond Rowan to me. <laughs> <laughs> I agree, um, I'll agree with Rowan. Yeah, I'll yeah. agree with that. I think maybe maybe Kane, maybe maybe Wildcard Jasper. 
Yes, oh. Jasmine is actually my Jasper, number one, yeah. and then it's Bellamy, Roan, and Lincoln. Yeah. <laughs> also, I'm just gonna throw this out there, but Ilian. Okay. Mm. I know that, like he has a smaller stature of whatever, but like he also is very confident and very chill. So yeah. <laughs> Shaheen, do you have any thoughts on this? <laughs> on penis sizes. Yes. yes. I mean, there is um, the obvious one that we're, none of us are mentioning in that Riley obviously has the biggest penis of anyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, even bigger than Helios the horse. Yeah. Really <laughs> He's like that one guy who can't have sex with girls because his penis is too big. That's his excuse. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not really calibrated, you know, I don't spend a lot of time trying to guess people's penis sizes like you guys do. Oh, I don't either. This is fun. (laughs) (laughs) Finally, someone asked me. (laughs) I mean, I feel like, I I, I guess, I guess the question is, you know, and you can even answer it in terms of big dick energy, if you would like. (laughs) Okay, yeah. The biggest dick energy of anyone on the show. Um, But that's, you know, that's just Indra. That's just how you know, I yeah. Um, Indra, yeah. With Shitheada being the worst. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And Wick. Yeah. Because yeah. he has a, a, a little Wick. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but no, I can rank my seasons. If you okay, want. good. <laughs> thanks for. Uh, thanks for <laughs> I forgot that was the original question. <laughs> it was. Um, Yes. So the the BDE, the season with the biggest dig energy for sure for me is um I, I think my actually my my top my top two are seasons two and three. I can't really separate them because I feel like season season three was the most exciting, but but also the most mm. horrible. And season two was kind of it was so good throughout, but it's it was never my favorite to rewatch. Um, I don't know why. I just it's just a lot of running around inside my weather, and it I don't, it was good. It just not super exciting. Um, then I really liked season one just because it was so nostalgic and fun. And then I think season four, season four, the last four episodes of season four and the last four, four first four episodes of season five is probably like my favorite run of the show. All of that was good, and then the rest of season five was was. I didn't like that at all. Um, and then season six, I really liked the Bellamy and Clark stuff. I wasn't super into the rest of it. And then season seven because it was so terrible. That's my ranking. <laughs> I fully show. agree with that whole whole ranking. Like seasons mm. two and three were like outstanding, even though season three That's had good. like like I hate that three oh seven is one of the best episodes of the, of the whole show. And like, <laughs> but all episode, yeah. But it's really good, mm. even though really terrible. Um, but yeah, two and three, and then you know one and four and five, and then so yeah, ag- agreed, yeah. agreed. You pass the test. Uh, you get to transcend into a twenty-four hours. Oh no, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, what about what about you? Um, I would mostly agree with that. I think I would put season five after season six, though. I there was something about season five that just rubbed me the wrong way, and season six. It started to go off the rails, but it still had those elements. And I really liked um, J.R. Bourne, um, Russell. So, yeah, I would put season six over season five. But otherwise, I'm with Selena. Season six yeah, is like camping right, fun. Yeah. Season yeah, like there was some... It had a lot of good. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, anyway, I think I'm just. Do I not get to transcend into the orgy? like i feel like we should all answer answer this one as as our last question like what what's your season ranking shaheen do you want to go first cool um i can go um so i would say yeah definitely two and three at the top um i i don't know maybe tied i can't really decide um if i if you put a gun to my head, maybe I'll put two first and then three. Um, and then I would say one. Um, four. Six, five, seven. Mm. I'm not a huge fan of season four. <laughs> and I think season, I, I, I don't like, I never liked season four. I know like most people like the, beginning of season five or first half i never like first it. four Ever episodes season... first four or five yeah hmm. episode two i was already off the train um, oh really i like that one. the red queen i thought that was a good one i liked it too. yeah i liked red queen a lot it See, brought I us liked... the death of jaha so no i think i think season five for me the 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 redeeming part of season five for me was blood reina i really did yeah, like I that i thought it was we finally got cannibalism fun. yeah <laughs> was a little bit of a, of a letdown i think after all that but it I, wasn't um, it wasn't yeah. justified well i i, I, no. I don't yeah i like I things to be justified mm. <laughs> I, I do think that though I agree that season six is probably up. I'm just I'm a little bit bitter at season six because of the whole like we were wrong about everything apparently. But <laughs> I think that the story they told first of all the story they told with Bellamy Clark it really was very beautiful. Like it was mm-hmm. such a like platonic or not platonic like it didn't in in that context it did not matter because it was so beautiful. And I thought they did that and the acting it was so good and I really liked the primes despite the fact that I thought it was stupid that we had to have them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, you know, season six was was not bad. Yeah. Lip touching. What are you gonna say? <laughs> it's true. Uh, Pubs, what about you? Oh, so I'm season one because I guess I rank things a lot of times by rewatchability. In season one, I've rewatched a thousand times. Um, versus every other season, like not so much. Um, so season one. And then I would say season three, because the highs of season three to me were higher than season two. Although I think structurally season two is better than season one and three. It's just, mm-hmm. it's not, to me, it was not rewatchable. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, so it's season one, three, two, season four. Um, and then in a wide gap, um, I would say season, or not so wide, six. And then a very wide gap, season five, almost tied with season seven were it not for the first five episodes wow yeah. <laughs> <laughs> brutal okay. yeah that was similar to mine except for the, for the first three yeah well um i think that's kind of all we've got for you guys um well, well we do have we do have one little wrap up sorry what Oh, I was just going to say if there's anything else they wanted to talk about, since yeah. this is probably the last 100 podcasts ever, probably, for now. Yeah, oh my God, I, I cannot like, believe that. 
I'm gonna be I'm gonna miss your podcast. They were so good. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> this is gonna be episode 99 of our podcast. I thought it was 98. We oh wow. Well, Wait, I thought it was 98. Is it 98? I thought yeah, we I think did it's 98. 98. No, this you know what you two. should do? You should do a commentary on the finale. Just like shit talk <laughs> all the way through. <laughs> like, a, like a live watch. Yeah, like a like Mystery Science Theater. Theater. Yeah. Oh my God, but that would require me re-watching seasons. There was that yeah, finale that's... again, and I could barely do it just to record Aww. this podcast. It would just uh, be me being like, and these people... <laughs> but yeah, no, I think I think that 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 I, you know... I think that that I am just so upset that they ruined the show, but I don't want to undermine how much potential I really felt like it had along the way. You know, yes. we wouldn't be here if we didn't care. And I think that the fact that the fact that we cared so much was used against us in the end was so heart-wrenching. And I hope that never happens for any of us with any other show. And I don't understand um, it. Like, it, no. it feels like we were, we were um, targeted and punished Mm-hmm. for caring so much and yeah. I, I and also like I think a lot of it like when the show thinks reddit specifically and I'm not gonna like I'm not gonna put down reddit because I really like the mods there they're great people um but I think like the audience that they were trying to thank was pointedly a slap in, a slap in the face to everybody else basically yeah yeah for sure and it didn't yeah, even I, make sense. Like it's not even like you can say, well, they they put the mythology over the relationships, and we're going to thank the people that cared about the mythology because they screwed their own mythology over so that nobody could enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. and it didn't make sense. <laughs> it just didn't make sense. I will say that, like, I've I've never gone back to rewatch the show um, because I have to watch the episodes so many times to do the photo recaps. Mm. It gets kind of, so I always thought. Like, oh, I'm, I, I always looked forward to the point where the show would be done. My responsibility as a recapper would be over <laughs> and I could just go back and binge the whole thing and just watch it and enjoy it without having that like, oh, what jokes am I going to tell looming over my head? Mm-hmm. And now I just I, I haven't done it. Like, I, I'm not sure if I'm going to do it or if I do, I'm probably going to mm-hmm. stop at a certain point. Like, I'm just not excited to go back to this world. And no, I feel they, mad at them that they did this to me. <laughs> they took away this moment yeah. I was supposed to have. Yeah, I mean, I get that because I used to rewatch season one all the time, like all the time. And I have not rewatched it since season five, episode 12. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think I ever will, honestly. I mean, because maybe, you know maybe someday. Like, you know where it's going. You know that the relationships that they're building are meaningless and are going to end in disaster. Yeah, exactly. Like, what are you investing <laughs> yeah. in? What are you looking for? Like, there's no conclusion or catharsis yeah. to all the angst that they give you. So it's like, well, there's no payoff, really. Yeah. It's like, I don't, I don't understand what they thought that they were giving us with endings. And like, endings are so important. I think maybe in, especially in, in 2020, um, having a, 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 a hopeful ending or something that felt earned or, you know, that you finally felt like all of your passion was rewarded because for a long time in 2020, passion did not feel rewarded in a lot of aspects of life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that made it especially painful to endure the finale and getting so little from it, you know? Yeah. 
Well, on, on that, that note, note uh, <laughs> what about what about stuff that you guys are? We we usually end the show with recommending some media, either books or movies or TV shows that you guys are watching that you're like, this is fucking amazing. Everyone should watch this. And like, you know, since we've shit talked quite a bit about you know our disappointment in, you know this show that we have covered for many many years like what has what, what have you watched lately that did bring you joy or did bring you like nail biting and excitement and sweaty armpits and no sleep and maybe <laughs> reading some dirty fic like what what's <laughs> what's been on your on your TiVo do people still have TiVos was that really dated <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any references but I don't have it anymore <laughs> um DVR. Me, I mean oh. it's this might be obvious and locational, but like I am so into K dramas right now. <gasps> yeah, I just I recommend them for anyone who needs their heart healed. Um, like they K- Korean shows are so unique in that they they end. They have one season, and that's the story. You get sixteen episodes or twenty two episodes or whatever, and they have an ending, and then they don't come back. There's no second season, and so you know the writers know from the start where they want to go and they generally give you a satisfying ending and so yeah k-dramas are where it's at go on your netflix and type where, in what, what, what should people start with like what is your like or at least a couple that you're like these are the ones that will open the door to k-drama cvs transcendence yes um descendants of the sun is my absolute number one top I just favorite finished it. oh and how's your heart right now? Oh Tell me God. it's glowing. It's glowing, <laughs> it's, right? It's a sunflower oh, in the sun on a so, sunny day. <laughs> it's just so beautiful. <laughs> so just in the sun, crash landing on you. That's pretty good. I am not a robot. And then from there, you'll kind of snowball. And then your Netflix Tony. will start suggesting <laughs> all these beautiful shows to you. Tony, Seriously. I have to say, though, healing your heart and all, like, CC got me to watch crash landing on you and i did watch oh. it all and i absolutely loved it but healing my heart it did oh, not yeah. do that i am <laughs> yeah. healing the valley. i have cc has had to like crisis therapy me through my, you know, like, <laughs> of it's ambiguous. i just ah anyway yeah. it was very, you very, have very, to, very you have good. to headcanon a little bit with that yeah. one yeah. <laughs> to let it, it was yeah. i was i was promised heart healing and i just felt so betrayed um <laughs> yeah, but it is it is amazing though i, I do agree yeah it's a nice tomato cultivator oh oh no <laughs> Too our, our beautiful captains oh <laughs> yeah so K dramas, that's where it's at. Yeah, that's that's yeah. my suggestion. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Um, and many of them are on Netflix. Is is my understanding? Yes. Yeah. 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 Although I have a subscription on Vicky now, and I highly oh, recommend it. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I have so like a premium subscription. And like, there's a, a website called My Drama List. I'm such a nerd. Um, and you can search for dramas based on keywords. So if it's like, you know. Uh, bromance it'll have a keyword and then you can click on that and wow. it'll tell you all the shows that have a good bromance or whatever so you can kind of search for the the tropes that you like and watch those yes. and- <laughs> well, no Vicky actually actually based on what you watch it starts to collect the tropes from the things you, you watch and suggest yes. based on those tropes as your favorite tropes so it'll be like enemies to lovers or yes. um, childhood friends or um, or like 
Nuna <laughs> romance, which is when an older woman dates a younger guy. <laughs> or Opa, which is... Yeah, Opa. I love this term. It's what people call someone else, and they, it, it's like big brother, but it's not their brother, but they call them big brother in a flirty way is the definition. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you would love that. <laughs> and I hate it. Because Opa, Opa and Nuna are the literal words for brother and sister. Like, it's what you call your real brother and sister. And then they also use it as flirtation. It's weird. I hate it. <laughs> but like every other thing about Korean dramas, I love. Oh, come on. You can't see Octavia being like, oh, Opa. Opa. <laughs> <laughs> Well, oh now that we've dabbled into incest, what, three times uh, this podcast already? Uh, you know, what, what about you? Would you I, like what a perfect transition, yes. Joe. It's like you read my mind. <laughs> my understanding Call of back to Tumblr. Tumblr, A N O 2006. Um, no, I just, I was just like, what the fuck? Like, I, I, I'm, I need my heart healed. And I, I loved Korean dramas and I've watched normal people and I was all about it. And then I was like, you know what? No supernatural i'm just gonna like whatever i know we already talked about it but the destiel thing like whatever you want to read into it ambiguous whatever the hell i think it is so amazing this show has been on the air for 15 years when that show started it was a dude bro straight white male macho monster hunting you know the 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 cw was finally gonna get the male audience and it was gonna be great and I, I mean, as I already said, like that show has just gone through like so many meta, incredible reinvention of itself. It has like introduced a god and then made him the villain. And then it, it was all a TV show. And then they were cartoon. The and they, they were, and they were like, yeah, yeah the French mistake is like, the, oh my God, there's so many. Like, and, and, and they're just playing out these these meta narratives within themselves and somehow managing to take like poke shit like 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 make everything just just a joke but also take themselves so desperately seriously <laughs> and it is it is you know it's nearing its its finale it, it's serious finale for whatever reason whoever pulled the strings behind the scenes they decided to just lean into the inevitable and have like one of the male main characters confess their love for one of the other male main characters on this like show that was basically like it was it was made in the bush era like think about it it's just it's incredible to me and i think that this little show people shit on it all the time and people are like is that still on like no 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 and i just it has just done like the hundred could not dream of being as epic as as supernatural ended up being. And I just think that's beautiful and hilarious. Or as violent and or gory. Uh, no, no, and scary. Like talk about a show, a genuinely scary show. At least at first. Um, oh my god, I just I have, I, I I was so obsessed with the show like ten years ago, and I haven't watched an episode in in like I don't even know how long, but. But I love it. I genuinely love it so much. So I think everyone should tune in for the final couple of episodes and, and probably be super upset because Destiel is going to go nowhere and Dean is going to be like, well, oh, but no homo though. And it's going to be like very disappointing. But right now I'm very excited. And also they made Putin resign. So like, what's not to like? <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like Supernatural is such a great um, example. And I've been like so- slowly catching up. Um, I think I'm only at like season 10 at this point, but um one of the things if you follow like the behind the scenes and the fandom stuff as well as like what you're watching 
in the episodes. Um, I think that like the progress that the writers and the actors, like the the two leads are Dallas boys, Dallas mm-hmm. white boys, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. seeing the progress that they make as people and writers um, yeah. is really, it's really, I mean, it gives you hope for the future. It really does. It really does. It's like, it's it's such a, like, it's a small step for Supernatural, but a giant step for television. Like, really, yeah. it, it just really feels like in the context of what it is and what it used to be, it just, it feels so huge. Like, not even just that, but they've made a lot of strides. Like yeah. the wayward, the wayward spinoff with all women almost happened, and that would have been incredible. And, and those women all came from the show. Like they were, they were using this like white, white straight male um, foundation to build a lot of of more inclusive uh, stories within. And I think they 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 don't get enough credit for that. You know what's funny? I I wrote my bachelor's dissertation on Supernatural. That's years amazing. and years Stop. and years ago, I did. I got it. I got an A plus. I feel like that information tells us everything we need to know about you. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I love it. Send it to me. I will Google Translate it. <laughs> um, supernatural. All right, and there's plenty of episodes for people to for get sure. through. It would seem. Um, Shaheen, what about what about you? Have you watched anything lately? Um, I'm still watching Parks and Rec. I'm so um, proud of you. Oh, Are you still loving it? Um, yeah, it's it's awesome. Um, you can find it on Peacock TV. Um, and yeah, it's really nice. It's um the relationships are really sweet and hopeful and um heartwarming. Um, and it's you know it's funny. Um, yeah, check it out. Parks and Rec. What about you, Bubs? Ooh, I'm 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 with Tony. I'm all about the K dramas right now. Like I said, I just finished Descendants of the Sun and just starting Secret Garden, um, which has Hyun Bin, who, if you don't know, is a tall drink of water. Oh, is that um, who you guys were always posting in the Thirst channel on Slack? Oh yeah, definitely. So <laughs> he is from Crash Landing on You. In Crash Landing on You, he is a built military man. In Secret Garden, this was like, I don't know how many years before Crash Landing on You. It could have been a decade, but he is like a third of his, of his size. Still hot, but like a third of his size. Um, and so I'm, I literally am an episode one. There's not much I can say about it right now, but so far I like it. And it's, I think it's, it's definitely different from the other two that I've seen because the protagonist female is a stunt woman. So she's mm. not it's very different from the other other um, female protagonists that were decidedly more like um conventionally feminine um and so i'm excited to see how that plays out wow cool one thing i will say about um a lot of korean television is that the majority of writers are women so 90 percent i heard yeah yeah it's bonkers um so you'll find that like the female characters are these three-dimensional, well-rounded, competent, you know, amazing characters. And it's just like, wait, why, why am I getting Boy. spoiled by like, why are there like <laughs> six of these characters? There's usually just the one. <laughs> and yeah. yeah. And also just like the, the, um, the importance placed on things that are, I guess like traditionally things that women bring to the table, like inclusive of, um, 
and I, I don't mean like women are the only people who bring it, but like, like it's like meals, like men will be very, um, invested in, in like making meals for the woman. And you're just like, okay. And it's just like, it's not something that you see a lot in other, in like Western shows, I would say. Um, so like food is like such an important thing and the way that people communicate with each other and how that they, they offer, or they put into all this work into, you know, making this food for somebody else or finding this food for them or making sure it's just like, it's in a way that's not like creepy in the way that, um, Fifty Shades of Grey with, um, what's his face always being like, have you eaten? You need to eat, which I found so creepy, but in the Korean dramas, it's very much like everybody takes care of each other, whether it's like your friend, um, the, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's hard to explain, but there's definitely these values there that you just don't see in Western television that are just very warm and, I don't know. I, I really don't know how to explain it. No, yeah. It's interesting that you picked up on that because that's actually a huge cultural thing here. Um, there's actually, have you eaten? It is a greeting. Like it's a hello. Mm-hmm. Wow. So like, you oh, know. Same in Thailand. Same, same, you know, oh, like, yeah. you know, Ginkau, like, have you, have you eaten? Are you going to go eat? Like, yeah. yeah. Like we, when you hear in the dramas, oftentimes they'll be like, Tabun Mogo. And that just means like, oh, have you eaten? And that's just the instant you see someone. So there is that sense of community, like, I'm going to take care of you. If you mm-hmm. haven't eaten, I'm going to shove some kimchi in your face and, <laughs> and you're going to like it. That's so nice. That's yes. really cool. You know, I've been thinking here in Denmark, it's, do you want something to drink? It's like the first thing people say to each other when they oh. see each other at work or in, at home. And they're like, always like coming through the door is like, do you want something to drink? But it's like, it's much nicer with food because it's like, right? Because food is better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I fucking love it. Like, <laughs> oh, I love it. I would let it burn a hole through my stomach. <laughs> I'm actually having uh, ramen. Well, I had ramen last night and then we're also having ramen, instant ramen. But um, the we buy the Korean brands. Um, the Shin ramen, mm. the red one is fucking amazing and then oh, um yeah. the, the samyang uh double hot red uh which my girlfriend won't eat i'm relegated to eating that one and like <laughs> fuck instant ramen so good like the <laughs> korean ramen is where it's at it's way spicy and i love it yeah man you gotta visit <laughs> you gotta yeah, come I, here oh my god i want to go to south korea so badly especially we now all should go. South <laughs> yeah yes. like group trip yeah. Once, yes. once the global pandemic is once we're allowed to travel again, Bubs. Once we're allowed to travel into other countries. Womp womp. But, um, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Me? No, I didn't yeah. have anything. Okay. <laughs> um, I guess I'll, I'll I'll wrap it up with a recommendation that is very different from Parks and Rec uh, and Korean dramas, as far as my understanding of them are. Um, Queen's Gambit, which is on Netflix, oh. and it's I think it's just one season. I already yelled at Shaheen to watch it. Um, it's about um, a female chess player, a prodigy. Um, she grows up, um, she's an orphan and she, you know, uh, a janitor at her at her original orphanage, te- orphanage teaches her how to play chess when she's like nine years old. And she is just a fucking phenom in like, A, it's a very male dominated, you know, s- quote unquote mm-hmm. sport or practice anyway. But this was also like set, you know, in the 50s, 60s and 70s um, or 60s and 70s. And so like, you know, the added layer of like, she's entering into this like boys club, except what the show does, the show like kind of is very aware of the tropes that it could fall into and fucking doesn't do it. And so like, 
God, it was just so fucking good. And it made chess like so exciting. Like it was, <laughs> I, I think I like the hundred season seven. Exactly. <laughs> oh. I'd be burnt out by chess. But, burn. Um, yeah, if yeah. you want to watch good. We burn. I, I highly, highly recommend it. It's it's only one season as far as I know. Like they kind of wrap it up. Like it's definitely like sort of a mini series feel to it. Um, but it's just, it's joy and heartbreak and it doesn't forget its characters and like it doesn't do like your typical tropes. Queen's Gambit, everyone should watch it. Um, <laughs> I can barely play chess and fucking loved it. Um <laughs> Yeah, I mean, my, um, my dad's friend, who is this old Brazilian guy, recommended that to me. So, I mean, it's apparently it appeals to all ages. <laughs> yeah. my, my sister recommended yeah. it, too. She said it was amazing. Every Everyone should watch it. Please watch it and then come yell at us on the go <laughs> and let me know how much you liked it because I am always right about TV. Joe wants to talk about it, guys. Unless Make you, do you guys have any, any parting words that you want to share? Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> this no, so I mean, it's so fun. It's a pleasure to have you guys. I mean, Tony, you coined things like Beautiful Creepster, Adventure Squad. The Adventure Squad! <laughs> Selena, you have given, given us catharsis when the show has it, which is like so, it's such a, a, such a gift. <laughs> oh my God. So, I mean, thank you so much for coming and speaking to us because, I mean, we're so, we're so happy to have you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We thanks for coming on, together. guys. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Yeah, and thank you guys. Thank you for staying up until God only knows how late, Selena, and for waking up God only knows how early, Tony. Like, <sighs> this was a time zone wrangle, um, and, <laughs> and we really appreciate it. And hopefully, I don't know, maybe like, maybe you guys will watch some of the the shows that we will continue to cover on on our shitty podcast, and maybe we can, you know, have you guys on again. Maybe we will yeah. have you again. I'm never coming back now. (laughs) That was the perfect note to end on. Just like perfect (laughs) mic drop. (laughs) Well, um, all right. I'm stopping this recording. Thanks, everyone. (laughs) Thank you.